0: You guys know that I've joined the Business Renegades podcast to the Podcast Her Network. It's really been a game changer for the fast track to growing this podcast. And I am so excited to tell you that they are opening their doors right now for you to come and join too. If you want to learn more, join the founder, Jonah Bolt, and myself at the upcoming masterclass, Three Step Visibility Engine, by registering at podcasther.com forward slash masterclass. Welcome to the Business Renegades podcast, where we're dedicated to challenging the status quo. I'm your co-host, Maria Kreider, a course creator.
1: And I'm Tara Leeson, business mentor. We provide practical advice and actionable tips to help you break free from the same old strategies and create something new and innovative.
0: Hey, Renegades, welcome back. Today, we're hanging out with Jennifer Yassen. She's a holistic marketing consultant, brand strategist, brand marketing coach, and podcast co-host, and the founder of founder and CEO of the Freed Agency, a brand marketing agency that focuses on helping heart-centered entrepreneurs. Today, we are talking about marketing and branding and everything wrong in the industry and what to do
2: instead. Thanks for having me, and thanks for allowing your platform to share my opinions. <laughs> um, so, you know, what I'm seeing is that Obviously, the, the personal development space, um, people are venturing out on their own, developing their own businesses. It's great. Like, the great resignation um, after, like, the pandemic and during the pandemic, it's been amazing. Um, But what I'm seeing is that there's a lot of people telling you how to market yourself and to to follow my, quote, unquote, my blueprint. And you, too, can make $100,000 this month. Uh And it's a lot of selling and following my blueprint and that's what's wrong. I mean, I created storytelling on social um, to teach you the art of actually content creation, to teach you how to make your life content and how to understand, how to identify what's going to be important to your customer or client, whoever you serve, uh, because this is what's important. It's like serving them. And it's not about telling every detail of your story. It's not about telling every detail of what's happening in your life. It's not about telling all the details that don't matter. And that's why I created this container because I kept meeting people that said, I know what I want to say. I don't know how to say it. Or I have no idea what to talk about on social media. I know social media is important and I don't know how to use it or what to do. And I've tried all the things and nothing is working. Especially for people
1: that are starting out, it's hard because there's so much that we're inundated with where it's like the huge coaches, like the mega boss babes that are, you know, all about trying to get to now the million dollar month. And it's like, how in the hell do you come into an industry that's talking about that? And feel like you fit in. And then what do you talk about to make people want to work with you when someone else is flashing all of that? Like, that's just, it's, it's really
2: weird to me. <laughs> it's so yeah, strange to me. Yeah. I mean, it, there's so much here that I could di- probably dissect. Uh, there's a lot of imposter syndrome. Like the truth is as a business owner, who you are as a person is affecting your business. So the level of growth that you personally have experienced or what you're going through is directly affecting the success of your business. What do I mean by that? Uh, There was this statistic that it's like 90% of all business problems are just mass as actually personal problems. And it's because if you don't know how to communicate, if you don't know how to manage your time, if you don't, if you are um, dealing with imposter syndrome, entrepreneurship really shines a light on all of your shadows. Yeah, it you to meet them. Well,
0: your business and your personal life—they're a mirror of each other. And yeah. I noticed that in my life, like I had a nervous breakdown this weekend, Saturday. My kids were a little much. My husband was out with his dad having lunch, which was fine. This was pre-planned. It was, but my kids were feeling a little extra. And I lost my shit and I'm like, well, what is happening? Where else am I seeing this? And it was in the long to-do list, my run, my running list of things that are yelling, do me, do me. I'm next. I'm first. Like, and I, I, I I could feel that anxiety, that stress building up. Mm -hmm. So yeah, your business is a mirror of your life.
2: No, absolutely. And, and you're not alone. I mean, I personally um, I've, and I talk a lot about mirrors, right? Because every everything and everyone in your life is a mirror. Um, but if you are not, if you feel like your clients aren't fully valuing you, or you feel like they're not fully committed to you, or you've and you but also you're feeling like your business is like you're not sure if you should go in all on all in your business, like they're this non-committal like is also going to show up in your in your clients right it's going to be a direct reflection of like what's actually taking place in your life so it's really important i talk a lot about like the building the self foundation which is a lot like building your brand foundation uh because any successful brand that is building a brand to last needs a solid brand foundation and we can get in, into that in a second but you know, you've probably heard you need some, you know, mission statement, you need a vision statement, you, you know, you need to understand who your target avatar is, your, your, who you're serving, right? All of that can be found within your story of why you started this business. And most of the people I deal with started a business because of something that happened in their personal life.
1: Yeah. How many would you say have started as a result? Of the pandemic?
2: I mean, a lot of people did. I mean, I've come across um, a lot of the solopreneurs that started, um, you know, whether they just decided to jump ship or, you know, maybe there they were let go, uh, whatever it was, or they just had this sort of realization, like, I don't want to continue to live my life like this. Yeah. Yeah. And like I,
1: I kind of laugh at that, but it's not laughing at the fact that that's when they did it because I know, like, it massively affected me as well. I'm a, I'm a nurse in the ICU, um, as well as my running my businesses, and it was the thing that pushed me into it. But it's kind of it's interesting because that's so many people's story as to why, like, this actually spurred them to go. Into
2: um,
1: owning their own business. So it's just interesting. Cause I was talking to someone else about this the other day and they said like, um, huge majority of their clients. That's the case, but
2: I think it forced them to want to take a look or just make that leap. But ultimately they had something that already happened to them and, or they thought about it. They've been think- they, they were thinking about it for a while, for a while. And they just didn't take, didn't take the leap and it yeah. gave you that space to do that. And a big thing of what I you know talk about is you've been put on this earth for a reason. And whether that's God or the universe, whatever you believe in, for me, it's God. You have been given a calling that only you can answer. And mm-hmm. the people that you're meant to serve can only hear it from you. So if you are constantly not ignoring what is like nagging at you. And mostly you have this calling on your heart that you haven't answered. It's going to keep coming up. And until you answer the call, it's someone else is not able to move forward in their life. And this is what I see is a big miss in this world is that we're building businesses for the sake of how it's going to financially impact me. It's a very self-serving approach rather than looking at the the like what you're actually here to do. Like you are here to serve. Yes. And it doesn't matter if you built a product yes. or it's just a service. It doesn't matter. It's here to change someone's life. And I don't care if you make socks make that like, be like the most amazing pair of socks that is going to change someone's life. I mean, look at Bombas, right? So like, we're not taking what we do like super seriously.
1: Yeah, yeah. I totally feel that because it's just, how can I get to this next income amount? And how can I make more money? And it's like, no, how can you actually help the people who want to work with you? Like, what do you have to actually offer them with value to improve their life and help them with something? And I feel like that's lost. Like it's, there's so many people that don't even
2: talk about that at all in their marketing. It blows my mind. Like it's just. But that's why people are buying from you. Like you want money for people and then you are just so focused on, well, how can I get more of you? It's like we're looking. And how many of us have always felt like a number to the people that we do business with? And it's like it changes when you go to a small coffee shop and you feel like someone knows your name and they like appreciate the dollar you're bringing. And I think that there's a lack of, of like gratefulness or awareness about like the job that we have to do or, or get to do in order to serve our customer and our client. And I think a lot of this has to do with like this scarcity mindset that like, there's not going to be more. And the truth is if we're always on the rat race of more, 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 it never will end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause like what what's
1: big enough? What are you yeah. going for like a billion dollar month, a billion dollar day, like what is enough?
2: And And even if it's a billion dollars, like there's no, there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong with it. It's just like, okay, but then how is that not only impacting your life, how is it also impacting the world? And I think it's when we start putting back the focus on our customer and the client and the client, and we start focusing on the value that we can bring them, we're allowing ourselves to actually bring in more revenue and create more success. This is where also in in marketing today it's the problem it's always like how can i get more followers how can i get more awareness how can i get more customers and it's and it's always on how can i get more but no one's talking about like really investing in the customers they already have How can you, (laughs) how can you your customers actually buy more from you? Because we all know the Pareto principle, which I talk about a lot, which is like 80% of your business comes from 20% of your customers. So why aren't we actually leaning more into them versus Mm -hmm. focused only on how can I get more? And, and again, with marketing, you need a lot, several channels. It's not that I'm saying go all in on just the people that you have, right? You still need to continue to grow, but there's, it's like this, this balance doesn't exist anymore. And Mm -hmm. it's like, who you have, it's like, you're not even doing a good enough job to keep them. So what, like, this is the problem is this constant, like, I need more, I need to focus on more, I need to get more. It's like, well, have you stopped to like, look at Well, what's actually working? Where are you providing value? How can you improve on that?
0: You know, what's funny is, as you're saying that, I have people who come to mind like, oh, yeah, that person's line is running out. Oh, yeah, that person's line is running out. Like all of these different people who are reaching the end of the line, because that's all they do is they want more and more and more. But the quality isn't there. The service isn't there. You're just another stripe payout.
2: Yeah. Yep. And I mean, I've signed up with I've worked with coaches like that. I've I think and also, I have a lot to talk about this, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of people that are acting very inauthentically and some of them are not yes. even sure of it. Um, and the fact that they talk about, I'm for you and I'm like of with you and I'm this and I'm that. And it's like, wait a second, <laughs> that's actually not you because behind closed doors, you are not that person. Yeah. And, the truth is, it's like if you actually sat with yourself and were self-aware, and you knew that, you would be able to serve more people better. And yes. it's just also this, the lies that people are creating. I, you know, lying is like a really big thing for me. I always try to be very open and mm-hmm. honest about who I am uh, because authenticity is really important to me. And you can't make everyone happy and there's always going to be haters. And honestly, that's, that's a, that's fine. I actually just talked about that, you know, critic, like criticism is neither positive or negative. It's what you make of it and take what someone says and what, and it either gives you two options. You can either take it and say, okay, I can improve that. Thank you for this feedback or it's like, no, I don't I actually disagree. And I just want to kind of stick to my guns, because it just gives you an opportunity to really strengthen what you already do. So not to deviate on what I was talking about. But, you know, I just think it creates a lot of it perpetuates more of the imposter syndrome, because people think that like, oh, well, this person grew to 1 million followers, and they did it all on their own. And it's like, wait a second. No, they had PR help. They had, they mm-hmm. had, a assistant. Yeah. they had like people behind the scenes helping them. Like they did not do this on their own. And then they're selling a program that's like, Hey, you can do this too. But no, like, and I always say, you can't take a single mom with two kids who works a full-time job and sell her a pipe dream when she's also dealing yeah. with this, Maybe she just got out of a narcissistic relationship or maybe she's dealing with her inner child trauma or, you know, Oh, you too? Me too. We 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 can talk about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's just not the same. And then you're like, oh, it's just mindset. You can do it. It's just mindset. It's like, wait a second. Like, we need to actually, like, like be real with what's happening because it's really causing people to, one, go into debt. And you're like, well, if you're not going into debt and you're not taking a chance on yourself, it's like, wait a second. Like, no, I'm like, absolutely. No, or no. I'm back to a full-time job. You're, you're quitting. It's like, no, no, I need to pay the bills. Thanks. Like, which, yeah,
1: this I can be- so much on this. Like that drives me absolutely insane because if you look at the top coaches, many of them you know, don't have kids. They have all of this free time. They don't have the other stuff. Who knows where they've gotten their money from really to get started. But no, I have two kids. I have a family. I'm remarried now, but there is no way in hell that I could have just started a business, relied on mindset and hope that that would pay my bills. Like you have to be realistic about the fact that your mortgage does not get paid by mindset 100%. or manifestation. Like it's no,
2: not I, and again, these are all tools. And I'm and I'm not knocking yeah. tools, right? I just think that, you know, I started my business after um my last job didn't work out, and I just decided, okay, like that, that was a learning experience. What am I now going to do with my life? And I hired a career coach and then I also, my life did a 180 cause I found out my ex-husband was living a double life and it was a whole thing. And it was like my personal life now collided also with like my professional life and my life just changed. So I decided to start my agency um, before uh, the pandemic and start trying to go and do this thing. Right. I didn't. I just I just was like, okay, I'm just going to do this. There was no plan. (laughs) Like I was just like, I'm Mm going to do this. Right. I would never advise someone to do what I did, you know, because I don't think you have the mental capacity to try to learn how to survive because then you're in survival mode. Then you're not really able to give what you need to give to your business. We talk about self-care and filling your cup up like you cannot do that. So as a business owner, like this is why you need a budget and a plan and you need, you know, and the things I advise the clients on all the time. I didn't, I didn't apply to myself. I was just like, I'm going to do this. Right. And looking back, I was like, oh my God, I should have never done that. (laughs) I did the same thing though. I
0: did the same thing. I, well, well, here, let me, let me rewind a little bit. What happened was I had my second child. I went back to work corporate and I was paying for daycare for two kids. And I, at, I don't know, in the middle of like my one of my pumping shifts, I'm in the bathroom and I'm like doing my budget and I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm coming in the red. Like I'm negative 40 bucks. I'm having to take 40 dollars from my husband's paycheck to be able to come to work every week and pay for childcare and like all of this stuff. So I, I had this conversation with my husband. I was like, I can't afford to do this for long term. Like, I love my job. I love what I do, but this isn't feasible and I can't do this until the kids are in school like we something needs to change and he's like what about your benefits and i was like yeah we'll figure that out like we'll we'll figure it out and so i left
2: mm-hmm.
1: i think i had no plan but i think the difference is both of you have a lot of experience yeah. and that's a huge part of it too i feel like is that there's a lot of people that are coming in and they have like all of these promises of what they can do for you, but they really have no experience doing it. They have no education. Like there's nothing backing what they're saying. They're just.
2: Or they take a course for six months and they're like, yeah, I'm now certified. I can do this. And this is, you know, you can experience is what really you can sell. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying don't get, the education because I believe in always, please do get the education. (laughs) education. I'm I'm saying definitely educate yourself. Um, But I I think that experience is really critical. And this is why I say go back to your story. What skills do you have? What lessons have you learned? What can you effortlessly talk about how and focus on that one thing? Mm -hmm. And as someone with ADHD, focusing on one thing is like very hard for me. But I do think you if you focus on perfecting that one thing, you can then build outwards. And I it's not I think I know you will build outwards. If you perfect that, you will allow yourself to be able to evolve your offering or what you do or how you serve people. And it's not to say you don't try many things. Mm -hmm. Give something legs long enough. And this actually goes back to what's wrong with industry is Uh, this is really directed towards business owners. There's a lot of expectation when it comes to marketing Mm -hmm. that marketing is responsible for your sales. And this is completely false. Mm -hmm. There is a reason why a funnel exists. There's a reason why there is a sales department and then there's a marketing department in a company your marketing is responsible for nurturing your customers, potential customers, for bringing people in. Mm-hmm. And then your sales team and your sales process is supposed to convert them. Yeah. Now, I teach attraction marketing techniques and which makes sales a lot easier. However, there's a lot of expectation when it comes to marketing that it's directly mm-hmm. respons- it will impact your sales. But yeah. the first thing to go in many companies is they cut marketing budgets when things are when when numbers are down. And let me tell you, your sales team isn't educated. Frankly, they're not marketers by trade, right? They they do have marketing experience, of course. A lot of sales people have marketing experience, uh, but what I mean is this is very short sighted because it's you're looking at it's sort of the the advice of like when the market is down everyone sells and that's the perfect time to buy Mm -hmm. like if you're struggling in sales now you need to figure out how I can market better and also figure out what's wrong in your sales process of like why you're not converting people most of the time when people are having trouble in with sales or converting people It has to do with their messaging. It has to do with their branding. They're not being consistent. They're not being clear. They're not listening to their customer. Because frankly, if you knew your customer and you knew your customer's pain points and you're solving your customer's pain points and you were able to communicate them effectively, you really shouldn't have any sales trouble. Mm -hmm. There's other factors, of course, you know, but in general terms.
0: Like the everyday entrepreneur doesn't Mm -hmm. have a sales team and a marketing team. No. Oftentimes they're the same person.
2: Mm -hmm. And a a lot of businesses, solopreneur
0: or maybe they have somebody who does marketing and sales, like as a, another person.
2: No, of course. And, but my point is, it's all about expectation. Right? Yeah. So, You, you know, we manage social media accounts, my agency manages social media accounts for clients, right? Um, And if I have a conversation with someone about, you know, if they're asking me, well, how many sales can I expect social media to drive me? Like in one month, you know, and I, I I immediately say, social media is about building your community to want to get them to buy. And you need at least three to six months to see how your community is building and how they're conversating with you, right? Because it is social media is social for a reason. Mm -hmm. So it really just comes down to expectation and trying to educate because you have a lot of people that worked in corporate and now they're going into their own business. And they're like, if I'm going to spend $5 on my business, I want a five X return and that is insane. Yeah, that's just not how it works. That's just not how, and that's what I mean. I just want to level set expectations here Yes, and understand that marketing is a long game. This mm-hmm. is This is a marathon, not a sprint. If you're looking for a sprint, then you're gonna to have to pay to play. And I always advise people, if you're gonna to pay to play, you better have your messaging dialed in You better know because you're going to be wasting some dollars trying to figure out who my customer is and how I can speak to them and how am I going to get them to take action, right? Mm -hmm. so I'd rather you save some dollars and figure out how is this working and test and learn on a smaller scale versus trying to throw money at the window or spaghetti at the window and seeing what works.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I talk about this a lot and like having an actual plan that you are following so that you can go back and assess these things because so many people, that's exactly what they do. They just like do whatever and hope that something happens. And then if it does, they still can't look back on what they did because they have, you know, they didn't actually plan it out or do
2: anything to figure out what they were doing. You can't, well, you can't measure the results. And this is why in my membership, I make sure we're talking about, well, where are your numbers this week? Mm -hmm. Because I love numbers, but numbers are only one part of the story. The story also has context and we have to also see and take that into account. So the whole point of me bringing that up is it's really the expectations of really understanding what marketing is and how it serves your business and Also, that it is really the long game and you have to give something at least some time (laughs) consistently doing it to see those results. No one like goes viral and then suddenly has a business like that. That's not what happens here. They were trialing many different things. Maybe they went viral and now they have a bigger audience. But that audience necessarily isn't primed to buy yet. You have to prime them, and again, by priming them, meaning build a relationship. Yeah, yeah. I have had.
1: I have actually. Um, I had a real. This is funny. Go viral on my Facebook account, and it is. It went to like eight hundred and twenty thousand views, and you know thousands of likes, whatever. And this was for my fitness business. And how many customers did I, or clients did I get out of that? Zero. Because it's not just the virality. like the reason that I post it there is so that I can repost it into my Facebook group that I have on Facebook. But my page is not set up to, you know, welcome in clients to have all of the things going on to actually support something going viral and then bring them back into what I'm doing to see how that would help them. So even if you have this happen, like unless you have all of the stuff set up, mm-hmm. it doesn't that's just not how it works. You don't just go viral once and then you're a millionaire, and you don't just decide to open a business and for sure, first month gonna hit a hundred k. Like that's not.
2: It's not yeah. gonna happen. It's not realistic. It's just. No. It's also setting yourself up for failure, and mm-hmm. you're going to then further your imposter syndrome or whatever you know self worth challenges that you're facing because I see a lot within women's like specifically that then they're like, well, this isn't working and I'm just going to follow what this person is doing. And then I'm going to buy this course and they're going to solve my problem. This is also the problem Mm -hmm. that someone else's blueprint is not going to necessarily work for you. For sure. It can give you insight and can help you, but how many of us have purchased courses or have hired coaches that weren't necessarily right for us Mm -hmm. because That comes down to knowing yourself, knowing what you need, knowing where the gap is. And then also comes on the onus of the coach understanding, can I really, truly help this person where they are right now? Yeah. Because talking about the million dollar boss babes, right? They're in a very different place than where they were when they started. Now, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean they don't have insight to help the people because they've evolved over time but it's it's really understanding of like, you're not necessarily in touch with that part of you anymore because you've now, you've now surpassed that level, so to speak, right? Yeah. So the truth is we have to have integrity and it's also making people very scared to hire coaches or mm-hmm. hire help because they've gotten burned in the past. Not okay. necessarily that it's all like, not necessarily even that some of that onus is on them too. They have to understand what they need. Yeah. It's also the integrity on the other business owner as well, or the other, you know, coach or, um, and that's, that's really important. Mm -hmm. I have a question Mm
0: -hmm. for someone who's looking for help, whether it's marketing, marketing, coaching, like where do you suggest they start? What kind of research do you want them to do? Like, I didn't know shit. To be honest, I, I, I still feel like I don't know shit about marketing. And that's why I have a marketing coach. That's why I have people like, you know, I communicate with and ask questions and get feedback.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, the, the best place to understand is, okay, really, before you make a marketing plan or do any marketing you really need to understand why am I here? What is the purpose of my business? How do I serve? And building that brand foundation, why I always go back to no matter how small your business is, you really do need to establish what your mission is. Your mission essentially is what does your business, the work that you do, how is that going to move you closer to your vision, which is the success of your business? How is the success of your business changing the world? That vision statement, that North Star, that's kind of, uh, keeping you focused on the eye on the prize, right? Understanding who my customer is, what are their pain points? Where do they shop? Wh- what do they read? Where do they spend most of their time, right? The psychographics and the demographics. Really understanding who they are. And most likely, it could be a previous version of you that you're looking to help. So the easiest thing to do is look to look at yourself just a few short months or years ago. And then really understand, well, how do I want to make them feel? How do I actually want to show up? So that would be your tone of voice, right? How do I, am I more polished and poised? Am I going to show up always like really professional? Is that how they need to see me? Right. So when you have under in understanding and then do like your SWOT analysis, um, which is like identifying yourself in the market and you're really getting super clear on who you are really is the purpose of this whole exercise then, okay, you know where they spend most of their time. So how do I, what channels do I need to use in order to reach them? Mm -hmm. So a lot of this can be already revealed. And then you can, of course, I recommend following experts, of course, on social, doing your research on maybe YouTube, watching some videos, reading, you know, HubSpot has like great um, articles, Just There's so many great blogs out there, too, that have really great expert advice. But the more you educate yourself and understand what your strengths are and what you don't do well, and then you can understand how do I delegate or who can I pull in to help me, it's going to set you up for success and then also trusting the process and letting go of control. Because if you are not an expert in it, it's okay to ask questions of course i do think you should be your own advocate but also you have to trust who you hired and who like trust them mm-hmm. and allow them to do their job because if you are interfering interfering you're the cog in the wheel and then you're not actually ever going to get the results you see mm-hmm.
1: it's yeah. hard i get
2: no, it no, this I is know. all easier said than done okay like please i i know this but But trust is huge. Find someone that
0: you trust, that you can vibe Mm -hmm. with, that gets you, that you feel understands you.
2: Of course. Yeah, and this is the biggest thing in business is these skill sets, a lot of people possess. There are so many marketing consultants. There's so many people out there. It's not the knowledge. It's can this person apply it to me Mm -hmm. and help me understand how to apply it to my business. Yeah. Because frankly, knowledge, which is so very important to have and possess, but there is a lot of it out there. There are so many ways to do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. It's really just finding what really works for you. And this is why I approach marketing from a very holistic standpoint and understanding that What is going to work for you, your personality, how you approach things and what's going to work for your business and why you constantly need to look at your business from the 30,000 foot view and not get lost in the details in the day to day, because you're going to lose sight of why you're here and what you're doing. And this, again, doesn't matter small business or very large companies, many large companies make this like make this mistake. Mm-hmm. are looking at competitors and like, Oh, I need to do that. It's working for them. Like, no, like absolutely not. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there's so much of that is, you know, trying to look at who is super successful and then, well, that must be the way that it has to be done. And it's like, but does that feel good for you?
2: Mm-hmm. Like, does that
1: actually work for your business? Yeah. You have to, You know, really think through and apply that to yourself, not just see someone else doing it and be like, oh, well, that's it, obviously, because it's not it's not always that
2: easy because you don't have all of the insight behind the scenes and you don't also know like the inner workings and you don't know like how everyone is made up is completely unique. So Mm -hmm. the long story short of this whole conversation is really stop looking for the elevator to success because it doesn't exist. It does not exist. (laughs) <laughs> like, like start focusing on how do I build and build a solid foundation? If you want something that's here to sustain, then yes. you've got to build a solid foundation of your business and um, take it slow and understand who are my clients. You're going to pay time, money, or both. Usually it's both. Mm-hmm. So take the time, do it's in the experience, right? The, the, the cliche term is like, enjoy the journey. It's not the destination. Yeah. And this is the same. If we're so focused on getting the sale, we're missing all of the learnings that we're getting along the journey mm-hmm. in order to make that sale. Yeah. Just for fun, let's talk about, because you've worked with some
1: big brands. Mm-hmm. What have you seen... Okay. well, I guess two things. What have you seen that they've done like not good, done really bad? And what are things that they have done really well? Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think one of the, it's just, I, I think in just general in business, it's always about having like consistency and being able to leverage opportunities in a way that is going to resonate with our customer. And it's not to say that you you need to take advantage of all these uh, opportunities because it's like, that. then that becomes like shiny object syndrome, like that's not mm-hmm. going to work. Um, so I would just like say, just in all my years being in business, it's about how can we always leverage um, and like build consistency and like leverage all of the opportunities that we actually have, like within the organization or w- with what we have going on. Um, and I would say what has done well, I think I feel like always like the brand integrity, like always wanting to stay on on brand um, and not sacrificing that. I think that that's really important. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And innovation, I think they've always done really well is not being afraid to try new things and be innovative. And that always works, right? Because that innovation is is what's going to set you apart from others. So, Yeah. yeah,
1: for sure. Like I've said before, someone had to make, you know, for example, the first mastermind, like someone had to make the first group coaching program. Those things, there was a person who went first. There was a person who was innovative enough to actually bring that forward. If you have an idea that's different, why can't you be the one that makes it even though you know, you haven't seen it happen yet? Of course, it has to make sense, but you don't have to just go with whatever else, whatever is out there Mm-hmm. You can do something if it makes sense for you and your business. You can be the first to go ahead
2: with it. Like, yeah, no, a hundred percent. I, I mean, think about Uber, right? We never got in shared cars before, right? Like, you know, yeah. of course, you would do it with people you knew, but now with strangers, right? Mm-hmm. All they, but again, it's sort of already existed, but just in a different way. So most of the time, innovation is just built upon what's already there and mm-hmm. just Proving looking on at it from a different perspective. Yeah, it's
0: just improving something that already exists and making it just a little bit better.
2: Yeah, and that's why we're all here. That's why we evolve and grow. I Remember that your business is going to evolve because you are evolving as a person. You're learning as – and it should evolve, and that's why you need – maybe a a rebrand or a brand refresh, or you need to revisit because what has worked. What got you to six figures isn't necessarily gonna get you to seven figures. And it's certainly not gonna get you to eight and nine figures of, of a business. So remember, it's all going to require change and doing things differently because you can't keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. That's the definition of insanity.
1: Sure is. Jennifer, thank you.
2: No, thank thank you, you so much.
1: Yeah, this was such a good discussion. I just, I love this. And maybe we will continue it at some point because there is so there much is
2: so much
1: more to say. I think we just
2: grazed the surface. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So where can we find you on social media?
2: So my personal is Jennifer Yassen on Instagram. I mostly hang out there. You'll also find me on LinkedIn, of course. Uh, my um, website is thefreedagency.com uh, and my email is just jennifer at thefreedagency. Feel free to drop me a line. I love to chat.
1: Awesome. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. We loved having you on mm-hmm. and Anyone that is listening, you can leave us a five-star rating or send us a message through Anchor if you would like to do that and continue this discussion. We would love to hear your thoughts on these topics. So yeah. let us know what you think.
2: Yeah, I would love to hear people's uh, you know feedback, thoughts, and continue the discussion.